Oh, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky, folks. That was hilarious. We are here once again for volume four of Freaky Listener Stories. That's right. And we got some returning guests for this episode. We have more of fan favorite Paul's stories at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for those. We got Marlene, our kind of investigator in the field of Texas, chiming in with a story that her and her mom shared, as well as a few fresh faces. Yeah, we're kind of just going to dive right into that. But before we get into the episode, Christian and I would like to take a moment to remind you to send in your dreams. The hopes too. Dreams. <laughs> So anyway, my mom is going to be joining us in studio, and we have no idea how that's going to go, but she's going to be talking about dreams, dream interpretation, all kinds of fun stuff dream related. So if you have any uh, crazy dreams that you have kind of been itching at you to, to, you're like, what did this mean? Now's your chance. Who's to say if you're going to agree with what she says, but she has done this for, well, she used to do it for quite a while, even talking at events and whatnot. So if that is uh, your speed and you got some dreams that you want to have interpreted, did I say that word right? Interpreted? No, you did did not. And Yeah, interpreted. It's early. I'm like, interpret. As it came out, I was like, interpreted? What the fuck does that mean? If you have dreams that you'd like to hear interpreted on the show, when she's on with us, when you're hearing this, probably a couple weeks out, leave us a voicemail, because ideally, I would like to play voicemail mails and then have a few stories that we read or a few dreams that we read to her while she's here but number one choice voicemails leave us a voicemail at 801-997-0051 and tell us about your dream we'll play it on the show for my mom to listen to and put her on the spot voicemails not your thing then get out no it's fine honestly who wants to talk to a nobody on the phone people don't even want to talk to their friends on the phone these days they want to text everything so if that's your speed email us the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and share your dreams that way. It's going to be a very interesting episode, a little different than what we're used to. I'm sure my mom's going to get a little preachy. So if that's not your speed, then uh, then you must be Christian. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, the audience agreed. Mm. Anyway, without further ado... You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... (sighs) Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. finally did it we hit 100 reviews on spotify we did it folks we're three numbers deep now let's go to 200 let's go to 200 i'm not gonna be harping about that because that seems like it might be a little bit off but i did just want to thank everyone that did take the time to review the show and you know share it with your friends and family and whatnot we are slowly making our way up those charts and that is the way uh uh-huh uh-huh we like it so now without further ado shall we get into the episode 
Who said that? No. <laughs> Welcome back in, folks. For volume four of Freaky Listener Stories, I gotta tell you, Christian, these are some of my favorite episodes. I absolutely love hearing what our listeners have experienced over the years, and even more so that I didn't experience it myself because that's kind of creepy. I get kind of jealous. I know. I don't ever have those kind of experiences. Hey, you had that ghost feel up your ass not a few weeks ago. So oh, yeah, that. that was true. So no, hold, hold no, tight to that. That wasn't like a bad thing, though. Uh, okay, well, TMI on that, but it's fine. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the majority of these stories that we got sent in are kind of UFO related. We have a decent amount of UFO stories and it seems, I mean, I guess it's kind of fitting. I mean, it's not like it's, I mean, there's, it's nice to have UFO stories because it's, For sure. you can't hear any in the news yeah, or online. Been, there's been no talk of UFOs or anything in the news recently. No. no congressional hearings, no nothing. No bullshit. Yeah, no, no witnesses coming forward and testifying in front of Congress, but none of that. And I'm sure you guys have been just starved for UFO content. So we're happy to deliver, even though we've delivered plenty recently. You know, if there was like a congressional hearing, I, I would bet that they would just talk about stuff that we've all heard about hmm. for many years and there would be no new information. And, I just get that feeling, man. And hey, if that did happen, I kind of enjoyed it. I watched the entire thing. You just kind of picked the highlights and are harping on it, but it's fine. No, I'm angry about it. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, and you are like most of America who gets angry about something without actually watching the entire thing through or getting the whole story. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be angry. I've watched most, most of it and I want new information. I want information. Okay. Let's put it this way. If the government doesn't agree with this thing, all they have to do is say, this is why this, these guys are not speaking the truth. And if it, and if this stuff is the truth, then the government needs to release something. This definitely feels like the episode to be talking about it. Too. Yeah. If there was 50 years ago, they had something going on and they have some evidence. There's no way to justify national security on something like that. Sure. That's very true. Something 10 years ago, maybe, but some grainy video of aliens walking around or whatever stuff they've recovered. There's no, re you don't have to keep that secret. That's true. And now that we got the Christian harping on aliens. No, I'm harping on, I'm harping, the, harping on the government right now. Interestingly enough, that was not in the cards for Listener Stories Volume 4, but hey, you got to start the show somehow, right? We're going to go ahead and dive first into this story from Marlene. Marlene, you are one of the OGs of the show, and we appreciate you. And not only that, you're our field detective in Texas, so keep on keeping on, if that's a phrase that people still use. Do you think she walks around with a, a concealed gun just in case she runs into a cryptid? I don't think she walks around with a concealed gun. No, I think it's probably strapped right around her waist. It is Texas, that's true. It is Texas, that's true. Marlene says, hey guys, it's me again. I know I promised a couple of stories, so here's one. I'm not sure if I've mentioned, but my mom and I have a house cleaning business. We usually stick to our routine houses, but sometimes we get requests to clean random houses. So about five years ago, we get a call from a random lady who needed her house cleaned. She said she had a two-story house with four bedrooms, a theater room, and a giant master bedroom with a master bathroom. We agreed and set up the date. The first time we went to go clean the house, we realized how bad she actually needed the cleaning. She had a dog that shed hair everywhere and four kids who left handprints and food on surfaces. <laughs> Did I mention that her house was filled with Christian Bibles and crosses? True Bible thumpers. She would even put Christian music throughout the house while we cleaned or some gospel crap. No offense. Hey, Marlene, none taken, all right? I have heard just about everything. And honestly, gospel is a step up from what I listened to when growing up. So, hey, take that as you will. I, I listen to 
real church music because the church I went to, we had those fancy, that fancy pipe organ. Hell yeah. It was amazing. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway. And we had wine. Of no, course. I was an altar boy. And there was a closed door and you were with the priest. We get it. Anyway, let me tell you, scrubbing toilets. I've been there. Marlene, I used to work doing the same thing. She said we would hear someone preaching in the background while we got to work. Somebody yelled in the background that Jesus loved me, and that was hilarious. So back to the story. The second time we went, it was another hot Tuesday morning, entering through the garage because no one was home. The house was blasting its typical Christian music as we got to work, which is very strange that the music was just on when no one's home. I think it's very disrespectful to play your music when people and different people in the house. Yeah. Whether it's Christian music or any, I'm like, I listen to weird music, so I try not to. I'm aware. Yeah. My mom started in the kitchen as I grabbed a vacuum to begin vacuuming the living room close to the stairway. As I was vacuuming, I saw my mom walk to the bathroom on the other side of the stairs, telling me she was done with the kitchen. So as I was vacuuming, I suddenly started hearing the blinds in one of the rooms in the house rattle and shake. I assumed it was my mother cleaning the windows, so I kept working. The banging got louder, so I stopped the vacuum and asked my mom if she if everything was okay. She quickly peeked her head out of the half bath around the corner from the stairway and asked if I was vacuuming the windows because the noise was really loud and it sounded like I was yanking the blinds. I stood there in shock, thinking she was the one cleaning the blinds and was just being aggressive. That's hilarious. I just picture someone like with a, one of those little dusters, like just hella going to town on these blinds. So much so the entire thing is just rattling. And that's fine. Honestly, however you clean. You didn't have anything for that, did you? I didn't have anything after that. However you clean. Is that like clean a good one? That's an Abe Lincoln ripoff. I was going to go. However you clean, it's unacceptable. Hmm. Well, that checks out. Look in that corner. I stood there in shock, thinking she was the one cleaning the blinds and was just being aggressive. I ran to her and said, what is that noise? Where is it coming from? I thought that was you. She looked at me and said, I'm literally right in front of you. It is obviously not me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Snap back. The old clap back from the mom. Anyway, we both looked upstairs and the banging proceeded. Unsure of what to do, I grabbed a broom and ascended the stairs. The banging got louder and I was terrified. The demons were banging. Gross. I did an army crawl up the stairs <laughs> because I was... I did an army crawl up the stairs because I was afraid someone was up there trying to get in through the second floor. As soon as I got to the very top, I peeked into that first room and saw the blinds slow down and stop. My heart was racing as I got up on my feet with the broom still in my hands. The media room door was cracked open and I assumed someone had entered. I peeked my head in and I saw something in the corner of the room. I screamed while turning on the lights and realized it was a cardboard cutout of a cartoon. My mom yelled from downstairs if there's anything going on and I told her to come upstairs with me because I couldn't find anything and I was scared to check the kids room. Like a straight savage that I am, I went and opened the first door. I would put my back against the wall, open the door, and point the broom inside as if it was a gun and yell. Man, you got more balls than me, Marlene. Let me tell you, I would just be sitting downstairs be like, man, something's making some noise upstairs, but I ain't checking on it. That ain't me. Again, there was nothing. I searched every space in that house, and not a goddamn thing was in that bitch except for my mother and I. Did I mention the music still playing throughout the house, giving me the worst goosebumps? Every creak or bump I heard would make me jump. Just the worst feeling ever. We never found out why the blinds were moving. There wasn't a fan or AC on. There wasn't anything around that window to cause it. Not a draft. Not a dead body. Maybe a ghost. I have no idea. I just remember my mom doing the sign of the cross and saying, Ave Maria Purissima. Maybe? Purissima? I don't know. I'm incredibly too white to try to read that. Or Jesus Christ. This house was fairly new too. Probably made in 2010 or some shit. 
I'm just glad we never went back because that scared the dying shit out of me. I will slowly start sending y'all more stories. I just suck at typing them out and giving details. I do have more weird house cleaning stories, so get ready for the weird. I'm so excited for the new stuff y'all are creating. Love y'all. Marlene the Investigator. And then there was an update. She sent an immediate email afterwards, which I will explain why I find it kind of funny. But she said, so quick update on my message I sent five minutes ago. I am using voice to text. So I did not check to see if there are errors because I'm an idiot. I was just excited about the paranormal stories. And then in quotes, she says, Dimension, there was a cat staring right at me while I was vacuuming, and it scared the shit out of me. And that was the end of it. And I sat there for a solid five minutes being like, Dimension? And I tried going to the back to her first story. I was like, did she, was there something missing here? Was And then I was like, oh, she's using voice to text. So she probably meant, did I mention there was a cat staring right at me? So Marlene, hilarious that you sent a message saying you're using voice to text and sorry for any errors. And then there was an error in your follow up, but it's fine. I think I cracked the case. You can let me know either way, as I'm sure you will. But crazy story. And now I wonder after hearing that, I wonder if the reason gospel music was being blasted through the house constantly and there was a just crazy amount of Christian Bibles lying around, if it was because the owner of the house knew that something was in there and was doing everything in her power to keep it at bay. I have a different theory. I bet you do. Let's hear it. It was a demon infested no. pastor. No. Damn. No. Close. Here's, I was close, right? You were close. This is just a crazy theory that popped into my mind as I was listening to the story. Hey, Christian, spoiler alert. They're all crazy theories that pop in your mind. You're welcome. So that this was like just a normal spirit passing through on trying to get to the afterlife hmm. and accidentally went through this house. And because of all the religious weirdness of this house hmm. and all the Bibles, it got trapped there. So it was making noise trying to be saved by these good, decent humans. But the Christian lady with all the Bibles and crazy music created like a trap. And, and I would like you to elaborate on the trap. How are you going to be trapped by a mountain of Bibles? Religious magic. I don't wow. know, man. You wow. Wow. Didn't even have an ending for it. Wow. Okay. I, it's just huh. like all this, you know, some people that. You know, what you should have said instead of getting trapped is that they were trying to find their way. And they heard gospel music and be like, oh, this must be the place. No, I wanted, I'm trying to make out the person that would play this music, mm. be this messy, and let their kids leave handprints hand of, dare them. of food. You know, it's fine. Your kids are going to leave. You know this. Your I kids don't. are going to leave handprints. You don't leave it there for who knows how long. Well, you don't. Well. Don't judge the rest of us. All right, Christian? Yeah. So, so obviously, whoever's house she was in was evil. And just some people that are evil will use the Bible for their bidding. And so, they're like, one is not enough. I need to mark up John as many times as I can. Bring me an entire case of Bibles, please. Yeah, I think my Oh, she's in Texas. Might she, be a little more on the money with that, but. She's in the uh, house of a former Branch Davidian. That's mm -hmm. why all those Bibles are there. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. Now, why was the spirit there though? Because it was trapped. Okay, no, you don't get any more airtime saying it was trapped because of Bibles. You think, okay, the whole point of a lot of scary movies is we got to trap this demon in this little box so it can never get out. That's not the point. But in this case, mm. an evil religious person is trapping innocent spirits mm -hmm. because she thinks she's doing God's work. Wow. And, and I, Christian, maybe it's too early for you to form a valid opinion on something, but I appreciate you trying. Anyway. Marlene, you are a legend, and we appreciate that story, and we look forward to many, many more cleaning stories. Hey, 
She's Here's the thing. She's not a legend. She's the investigator. You're the investigating legend. This goes for any of our listeners. If you have a ton of stories, send them all in. We'll make an entire episode out of your stories. I don't give a shit. All right. We will do it. You I'm know, sorry for being so aggressive on that. Your mom's coming here pretty soon. Mm. So you might need to start swearing a little more. Just no, to gear it's, it's going to offend me if you swear a lot in front of your mom. It's going to offend you? Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Well, I've never wanted to offend you, Christian. So I'd hate to start now. But... I know. I would be really shocking. That was a little demonic. Scott is a little demonic. He changed it. That's what I really said. Bean. That's ah. what I really said. Anyway. Ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha. Beans. Beans. <laughs> this next one is from David. David, thank you for sending this in. First off, love you guys and your show. You're not dick bags. That is, well, kind of true. That feel you have to go overboard to make a good show. I'm not sensitive and don't see or hear things that can't be explained. Thankfully, because I would poop myself. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. But there are two things that I have, and they have stuck with me for a long time. First, the probably dream. I grew up in Iowa in a good-sized city along the Missouri River. And this happened when I was between 8 and 10 years old. It was late summer, early fall. I don't know what the time was, but it was dark. Right in front of the house I grew up in, there was a telephone pole, and my dad would park along the curb close to it. I remember being outside by myself and crouching down next to his car, looking up, and right above the pole, there was two rings of white lights, one inside of the other, and about as big as a city bus. Weren't real bright, didn't make shadows or anything, and it made no sound at all. That's it. The reason I think it was a dream is because I have no memory of going outside, why I was there, or of going back into the house, just of seeing this thing floating above the telephone pole. I've never seen anything like it since. The second experience, I know it happened. At this time, I've been out of the Marines for about a year and had an appointment with the VA set up the following week. For the appointment, I had to have my DD-214 discharge papers and could not find them anywhere. And the only place they could be was in my sea bag or two boxes of papers and mementos from my time in service that I'd stored in the attic of my folks' house. I went through all three meticulously separating every sheet of paper, taking everything out of the bag and boxes and putting it all back many times and could not find it. The morning of the appointment, I figured I'd give it one more try and look again. I walked into the house and asked my dad to give me a hand finding my papers because I really needed them. I went upstairs into the attic and right on top of one of my closed boxes was my DD-214. I thanked dad for the help, kissed mom goodbye and went on my way and went on to my appointment. My dad had been dead for four months by this time. I think he was just helping his dumbass kid one last time. Wait a second. Wait. Hmm. Didn't he ask his dad for help? Yeah. Oh, wait. So he's just like, yeah. dad, help me. Okay. Yeah. yeah he got you. He got you with yeah, the old that was a good one. The twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much walks in the house and like, hey, dad, your dumbass kid needs help. And then this sounds, bang. sounds just like the type of movie I'd love to watch. I know. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Then he said the funny, I lived and worked in Indiana just across the river from Cincinnati and had a 30 mile commute one way to work. I was doing a 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. shift and had left home around 1:45. My drive was almost completely on county highways with nothing but fields on both sides and no one else on the road. This night was the same as always, started out at 1:45 into pitch black roads. It was harvest time and most of the fields on the way had already been cleared. I came over to 
slight rise, and up ahead in a field I saw a row of bright yellow, narrow rectangular lights go from left to right, then another row of yellow lights go from right to left. This all happened in a second as I'm getting closer, and all I can think is, UFO, I'm going to get abducted and won't have to go to work. Time to get probed. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Close that chocolate factory forever. Didn't we have a long conversation on one of our episodes where we were talking about would we suffer getting probed we did i don't remember where it was though but yeah that was a it was like we'd get some kind of knowledge if we if mm. one of us got probed i wish i could remember where that might have been a video yeah it might have been an, i don't know who knows just to have my excitement crushed when i get close enough and see that my ufo was just the reflectors on a bean truck oh christian ah. a bean truck <laughs> bean bean anyway that's the bean siren Kind of uh, lame in comparison to most sirens, but it checks out. Keep up the good work. I look forward to every Thursday. Him and I had a little back and forth about that dream that he had with the lights above that that pole. Mm -hmm. What 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 was the it shaped as again? Like two circles, two circles interlocked Uh, within each other. I think one within the other. So there's a big one then. Oh, so that's it's like a two rings of light, pretty that's, much. That wasn't a dream. He was a. That's exactly what I, I told him. I was like, you know, we all kind of have these memories to some, and, and maybe not everyone, but I know I do. Like we've talked about the the things where you're like, it might have been a dream, but it almost it feels like a memory locked in my head. And for him, I asked him, I was like, you know, do you, you don't remember anything about this? You don't remember the beginning or going back to sleep or whatever, but you do remember waking up the next morning. I'm like, that seems weird to just have this little clip of a dream and nothing else before or after that. And it, having it feel hyper-realistic. I'm like, for all I know, man, that could have been, you know, you could have actually been, could have been some kind of UFO story right there, man. So you might have had it. You never know. Ch- check for implants. Check for implants. I want to go back to the dad story, though. Do you remember a couple of days ago, I was like, have you ever heard of Ghost Winks? Yeah, and w- we had a, yeah, we had a, g- emphasize, Ghost Winks. Yeah, W-I-N-K-S. Don't say it fast. Yeah. And you're like, I've never heard of that. But it's, when when you hear about it, it's kind of familiar. And in this case, he's like, dad, I need your help. And then the thing, the form is sitting on top of the box. And that's basically what a ghost wink is, is, and this was explained because I was watching ghost adventures. No, I was watching a, a, an interview segment on Casper on the Disney movie haunted mansion. Wow. Because it's fa- Disney and you have to, well, I not know. just that, but well, we know Christian yeah. at Disneyland that is, has always been my favorite ride, right? Yeah. Since I was a little kid, I've always mm-hmm. loved that ride. I love it. And still, so I'm like, this is interesting. And the actors were talking about ghost winks and like some, like, it's just little signs that people feel their, their, uh, loved ones send them from the afterlife. And it's, it's a really, it's a weird name, but it's a really little cute way of expressing those little signs that some of yeah. us get from those that have passed on. I think we've all read or heard the stories, Like there was one I read where this family moved into a house and they tried to like transplant these old rose bushes from their other house and never did they bloom at all but then when the lady's mother died they bloomed red roses right just for that one year and then like a few years later when the lady's dad died they bloomed white roses and those were the only two times they bloomed in the entirety of the and i'm like damn you know that's got to be some kind of sign you can't just be like oh that's just coincidence especially because i don't think 
can you go from red to white roses on the same bush? I, I don't understand rose or horticulture or anything like that. So I, I've grown roses, but I've never gotten deep enough in to see if they can change their genetics or if that's part of their genetics or yeah. weird crap like that. But either way, I mean, it's got to be a great experience when you're missing somebody mm. and you get something like that. I won't. Oh, yeah. I won't argue with my my skeptical point of view on stuff like that because because it's nonsense and you know it. Well, because mm. weird stuff like that happens and it you that's can't true. always explain it away. That and, is true. And why would that's there's no fun in explaining it explaining it away. Well, I'm so glad you finally think that, Christian. 150 some odd episodes of you explaining shit away. Well, mm. some of it needs to be explained away, but something like that. Why even bother? Why who's it, who's even it hurt? Bother nobody. And if I if I passed on, I'd want to. Mm. send people i cared about hey i'm good yeah and all you'd have to do for me is just write on the wall i was wrong and i'll be like <laughs> christian you son of a yeah even in the afterlife i wouldn't do that i know you'd be like uh ghosts are only real but it's not what you think you got it wrong i'm here but it's not anything what you said no i'd be like obviously ghosts are real because mm. you're hearing from me demons are so much fun here wow <laughs> Yeah, and I'd be like, well, seems like... And then you'd be all paranoid and you'd tell China I went to hell. And then I'd have yeah. to come back for... All right, I made made the long trip. No, I'm not in hell. Demon, You don't understand demons. Wow. They're the life of a party. Wow, Christian. Excuse me while I find this sound clip. <laughs> that was a little demonic. Just a little. Greater beans. Anyway, David, thank you again for sending in those stories. We greatly appreciate it. Especially, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the little, like, wait, is that, is uh, that? <laughs> you, you got him with that twist. He's like, hold on just a second here. Felt like he was watching The Sixth Sense all over again. I know. It totally felt He's like. He's been it. dead the entire time. Spoilers. Oopsie. One of the best movies ever, though, in that genre. Spoilers. All right, this next one comes to us from Bridget. Moynihan? Yeah. That must be it. One night, about 11 years ago, when I was 19, I slept over at my aunt's house. She had just got custody of her two nephews because her brother died by a tragic accident at work. I didn't know him. She's my aunt by marriage, my stepmom's brother's wife. So in-law times two, I guess. Very confusing, but I get Very it. Very confusing, yes. That's the world we live in, though. But we became really close, and I used to go hang out with her at her house all the time. I just met her two nephews, and this was the first time I actually stayed the night there. One night, I'm sleeping on the couch in the living room, and I'm woken up at 5.55 a.m. by a hand gently wrapping their hand around my waist. Oh, Christian, does this sound familiar? It does. Wow. Interesting. We got this a while ago, too, so very interesting. Yeah. In my half-awoken state, I look up and see a female standing over me. She didn't say anything. She just grabbed my wrist and let go when I opened my eyes. When I looked up, she turned around and I watched her start walking around the corner through the door that led to where the two nephews were sleeping. It used to be the dining room attached to the kitchen, but was being turned into the two nephews' bedroom. At the time, I thought it was my aunt and thought she was she just came and wanted me to come out back to smoke a cigarette with her, but didn't say anything because she didn't want to wake the nephews or her daughter who was sleeping on the couch in the living room across from me. So I stand up and start to follow her around the corner through the door leading to where the boys are sleeping and she's gone. At that time, I'm just confused, like, where did she go? I proceed through the kitchen area to the back door where we go and smoke cigarettes in the backyard. I open the back door and look at the table and no one is there. That's when I start getting freaked out. I'm starting to become more alert and realize I never heard the back door open to go outside. So I walk back in the door into the kitchen and look at the stove and that's when I see it's 5.55 a.m. I never believed in ghosts and used to laugh at my brother all the time because he would watch these shows with ghost hunters and I'd tell him it was all fake. <laughs> 
Still trying to rationalize what just happened, I go to my aunt's bedroom where she is sleeping with her husband in the back of the house. I call her name, Aunt Lisa, and lightly knock on her bedroom door and she never comes. I stick my ear to her door and I hear both her and her husband snoring. My aunt snores really loud at the time, so I knew then it wasn't her that came and woke me up. Then I go to my cousin Taylor who is sleeping on the couch across from me and look to see if she's sleeping. She's knocked out, but just in case, I feel her hands because I start remembering that the hand that grabbed my wrist was very, very cold, and it's like I could still feel the sensation of the hand wrapping around my wrist. To this day, I still remember exactly how it felt and where the woman grabbed me. I wanted to make sure someone wasn't playing a joke on me, so I feel her hands and her hands are warm. I then go to the two nephews area where they are sleeping. They're like age four and six at the time, but I feel their hands and check if they're sleeping and they are asleep with warm hands. Finally, I go to my cousin Austin's room, my aunt's son, and I feel his hand and he's asleep and he's warm. Now I'm really freaking out. I know this was not a dream because I never went back to sleep. Instead, I grabbed my phone, sat back on the couch and called my boyfriend at the time to tell him what just happened. I made him stay on the phone with me until an hour later when my cousin Taylor heard me talking on the phone and woke up. I confirmed with my aunt Lisa and everyone else in the house and she told me she never came in there that night or morning and it wasn't her, along with everyone else denying it was them. I said, y'all are not playing a joke on me, right? Nobody came in there and woke me up and they all said no. They informed me that a woman died in that house and both my aunt's kids had said they seen a ghost in that house before, but my aunt said she hasn't. She made a joke and said, I guess they don't like me. I knew it had to be a female because the person that I looked up and saw after they grabbed my wrist was a woman with her hair in a bun. My aunt sometimes wore her hair up in a bun, so that's why I thought it was her, but it wasn't, and started thinking about it, and the woman was a lot taller, and it's like there's no color to it because it was dark, but it's like I could see a shape or an outline of the woman. Like almost a shadow of a woman, but a very detailed shadow, if shadows could exist in darkness. What I could see was a taller woman, skinny with her hair in a bun, and kind of like a nightgown, like you would see the mom on Little House on the Prairie wearing. Ooh. A weird thing that kind of added to it happened a few years later. I was in North Georgia in college and my granny just passed away from cancer around the 4th of July. It was really hard on me because I was really close to my granny and I was just so upset. So one night I can't remember where I was, but I'm pretty sure I was at home and I had a dream. Granny came and visited me in my dream. In the dream, I seen my granny sitting on the couch and I went to her and I laid my head in her lap and she ran her fingers through my hair and said, it's all going to be okay and I love you. The weird part about it is that that couch she was sitting on in my dream was my aunt's couch where the lady came and grabbed my wrist. I had only slept there that one time and didn't stay again for about seven years. I had moved away for college, so it had been about three years since I had actually been at my aunt's house, but for some reason, when my granny came and visited me in the dream, we were on that couch that I had gotten woken up from at 5.55. On a positive note, I never had an experience like that again, and I think the ghost lady was nice and just wanted to go in and check on the two nephews whose father just passed. There was a very calm and gentle way about the woman, so now I'm not as scared. If I stay the night at my aunt's house, now kind of joking, I say out loud before I go to sleep, hey, nice ghost lady, please don't hurt me. And she hasn't yet, so that's good. Very wholesome. Again, the, the, the granny dream ghost winks again. Yeah, isn't it weird that we mentioned needing dreams from our listeners, and then we have two stories back to back that are just, hey, check out these dreams I had. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get more. Yeah, we will. That's interesting, Bridget. I like those stories. I like the wholesome ones. It's nice to get a little bit of uh, good vibes every now and then, you know? Except for the fact the kid's dad died. 
Yeah, not as good vibes from that. Thanks for bringing that back up, Christian. Appreciate that. <laughs> but that would be kind of crazy to wake up and something grab, like grabbing your hand. Yeah, absolutely. And you know from experience now, you are speaking from experience. It didn't really grab me. It was more like just rest, a resting. gentle squeeze on your buttocks. Resting its demon hand on my buttocks. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, now I got to get up and record a podcast. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. I liked, uh, there was some wording she used in there that I'm like, that would be perfect. Like the way she explained, uh, I don't remember what it was, but. Wow. Well, it has been three minutes, Christian, so it makes sense that you've forgotten it already. No, I get into, <laughs> the, I really get into these stories. Like I have like the whole, mm -hmm. as you're reading them, the whole image playing. So yeah. it's, and it's, my mind is really cinematic on stories. Yeah. You got a little soundtrack beneath it. Yeah. Got the, it's Daft Punk for some reason. You're like, well, this doesn't check out. It bro. is definitely not. Daft Punk. <laughs> That's what you say. Was now. that the they did around the world, right? I have no idea. Do I look like I listen to Daft Punk? I have listened to them, but then they're like got boring really fast. I like energetic music. Do you? I don't play the energetic stuff because I don't think your son's ready for it yet. I want him to have the mellow stuff. Yeah, he gets that, and and really, he chooses the music. No, you put the music on, and then then he likes a beat, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do this one again." So you're slowly corrupting my son's music choices, but it's fine, you know. Hey. I just have to balance them out with some good shit every now and then. Hey, at least it's not Christian music blasting with a bunch of Bibles all you know over the what? house. And my mom's going to be here for a month. It just might be at some point, And then I'm going to go insane. Do you think your mom would like use Christian music to convert everybody in the house, including the people cleaning your house? No, but my mom would play exclusively Christian music in the which, house while which, she's cleaning the which house. Which is fine. Because that's all she listens to. That's fine. If, you know, we all have our choice in music. I'm cool with that. Yeah. She but, did like, I think, Sting for a while, but then she got, so she had some convictions and she was like, you know, Sting's a little too secular. And I'm like, you know what, mom, I think you might be right. He's secular. He's a little too secular, mom. Put Sting away. Right? Was it because he's kind of like follows some Buddhist stuff? Maybe. Yeah. She's very up on like, she doesn't like watching scary stuff because it opens doors. She doesn't like. Dude, I watch scary stuff and I've never had these doors opened since I've been, well, an, since I've been an adult. Well, first of all, you wouldn't know because you're not a believer. If but... things are, thing, if something walks up when I'm sleeping on a couch, like it did to Bridget and mm -hmm. grabs my hand, mm -hmm. you know, or puts its hand on my butt, tucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean. It makes you think differently. It really does. It really, truly does. Not saying I agree, but okay, they're before, demons. What? 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 Before we go they're to demons. the next store. Oh, sorry. What? Before I left the store, what? Bef before we go, go to the next story, I need to pour my coffee. Cool, Christian. Classic. I need to pour my coffee. Wow. Look at you pouring your coffee and all. And I'm, hey, you're not doing it on the table that you've left millions of coffee stains on. Isn't well, that nice? Yeah. And I got a, I brought a paper towel thinking ahead. Oh, uh, look at that. A paper towel. I can learn. And if you didn't know. I can read. There's two things. I can. Ah, I got to remember to give you that book. It's in the car. Riveting. It riveting is. Stuff. It is. It was a riveting book. Ah, you just couldn't put it down. Everyone's like, Christian, please put that book down. You're like, I refuse. <laughs> Anyway, this next story is from Kelly. And by the way, hello, Kelly. And thank you for all the kind words that you have sent over email. We chatted for a little bit. And she's from Wasilla. Awesome. Or used to live in Wasilla, I think. And now she lives in Louisiana. She said, you can call me Granny from Louisiana. I used to li live in Wasilla back in the olden days, back when we had to shovel snow to use the outhouse. 
I'm old like Christian. Uh, she say that? Yeah. Nice. Well, I wouldn't just make that up, would I? Dude, so- said, Scott, you're right about everything and Christian's dead wrong constantly, nonstop. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, I never caught that last line before. Interesting. Yeah, huh. that is kind of weird. And since you're not reading this, there's no way for you to verify if she actually wrote that. Uh, you, I can tell your tone. The truth? No, your tone. My truthful, honest tone, Christian? Yeah, that's no. what I was mentioning. You're like, ah, oh, this is another dig at Christian. Mm, classic. Just another classic Christian dig. Mm. Most Most people talk trash and make fun of their in-laws behind their back but on this show you you get to hear it live i request the cone of silence i agree i found it i found the button i wanted it was here all along mm. gotta get back on the bean roll you know what i mean would you prefer me to talk shit behind your back christian i'm not that guy i'm very up up front uh you and know this what? is how i talk with all my homies so that should if anything that should be yeah uh you're, you're nothing it's a compliment. Well, thanks, Christian. I guess I'm nothing then. It's no, fine. Anyway, no, no, that's not it. what I meant. When, like, uh, my buddies, Tom, mm. Mike, and Mike. Mike and Mike. We call one of the, we call them Bages. Mm. Bages and Oak because. This feels very important to our show. I'm just saying, those guys <laughs> ripped me to shreds. It's fine. For many years, you don't have anything on them. I well, mean, maybe I, I'll I, reach out to them for some pointers. I do, they that, do listen. There you go. But, Fellas, send in your Christian experiences to oh the gang at thefreakydeaky.com, and I will share them with everyone. Oh, that could be horrible. Just title them Orange Stories. And oh, my God. And into the story from Kelly and the Ball of Fire. Ooh, great. great balls of fire. That song played nonstop in my head as I was titling this, so for about four <laughs> seconds. You said ooh there for a second. I think that's going to be a beautiful sound clip. If I just take that out, ooh, <laughs> whenever something juicy happens, I'll just hit that button. You're welcome, folks. Anyway, Kelly says, about a decade ago, I suddenly had an obsession with camping in the woods behind my house every single night for about three months. That would be awesome. That does sound pretty awesome. And Eagle River, that house, seemed like that would have been nice, but yeah. it was all blocked off. One Saturday morning at 9 a.m., I woke up in a sitting position. Usually I'm up with the sun. I got up not being able to look at the right or left of me, and for some reason walking straight through thick brush and thorns to leave the woods rather than follow my trail. I exit the woods and look back at the woods to see a huge sphere of blue fire plasma the size of the top of the huge oak tree that it was hovering over next to the power lines. I could have hit it with a rock, flames flickering all throughout, turning from a neon blue at first, and then to all colors flickering inside the sphere with flames flickering all along the outside, which are more orange. It was fascinatingly beautiful. Is that a word? And it is. Two I words. Just, I spoke it. Yeah, it's two, two words. words. Unless, I, unless we use a hyphen, which I guess is still two words. Hyphenated. That's not what you're here for. The next moment, I'm on the other side of the yard. I may have walked. I'm looking up <laughs> to my left because all at once, I hear and see a military fighter jet fly right over my head. As I follow it to the right, it's chasing the ball of fire, which is now a solid orange fire sphere, swerving and twisting and leaving flickering flames float, flowing. But this is such a tongue twister for me to get out. There's a lot of Fs, a lot of flickering and whatnot going on. Uh, okay. Which is now a solid f- orange fire sphere, <laughs> swerving and twisting and leaving flickering flames flowing behind it with the jet right behind it, disappearing over the trees. They were flying very low. This was a literal ball of fire. Goodness gracious. Starting out a beautiful blue, then all colors flickering. Then as it flew away from the jet, it was orange like a flame. A few months later, I had three hours of missing time while at a friend's house. She almost called the police, but my car was there. She lives in the country. Her front yard is a cemetery. Ooh, I know. 
I was only about 50 feet from her front. I was, <laughs> I was only about 50 feet from her front door. Yes, in the graveyard. Not understanding why she was crying and so angry with me, and why it's suddenly dark outside. I had just got there, and it's more than three hours later. If anyone knows someone that does regressions, please let me know. Since then, they tore down that section and only that section of woods directly behind my house where it happened, and built a water tower. But it hasn't stopped the high strangeness back there or in the sky above me. P.S. The crazy thing is that I saw it and acted like I saw a commercial for Burger King. I had casually told my husband when I came inside that morning, and my father had actually called me while I was still out there that morning to tell me his wife had seen a ball of light fly across their backyard and that it was on the news. But no one ever spoke of it again, and of course I can't find it on the news. I've never heard another person having the same experience, and I'm hoping to have a regression. I just want to know what happened during my missing time, even if I was just sleeping and she couldn't see me. And if I hallucinated that beautiful ball of plasma or fire, how do I recreate that moment? Well, there are a couple ways, but we cannot promote that. Have you that. heard of drugs? No. Yeah. Might I introduce you to our friend, the LSD. LSD. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Christian, both had LSD on the brain. And isn't that weird? LSD will make you see some things, man. LSD gonna make you lose your mind. No, it's fine. It's It's cool. Thanks, Kelly. We appreciate you writing in. Where's she from? Louisiana. I mean, where, that you I, should, salute. I should have asked where she experiences. It'd be uh, curious. I'm not, I'm not sure. She said it's about a decade ago. So maybe still in Louisiana. Get back to us and let us know where you're from and we'll do some research and we'll see if we can add to your story or find some supporting evidence. That's right. Christian loves finding supporting evidence. So reach out. If it's Louisiana, uh, and you don't want to tell us the exact address, that's fine. We're not going to stalk you. Christian might. I can't speak on behalf of him. Is it near Blue Bayou? Blue Bayou. She'll get it. She's about my age. My mom listened to that song constantly. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Whose voice is that supposed to be? That is, okay, What I will share this with you because it's been eating me alive. That is one of my favorite guilty pleasure YouTube channels to watch. And I can't remember what the guy's name is, but... It, Ooh. I can't stop watching it, guys. I don't know. It's hilarious. You scare me sometimes. I know. Yeah. I I will often wonder, like, what if Christian walked in and saw me watching this? He would lose his mind. He'd be <laughs> like, I can't believe you're, you believe this? I'm like, yeah. I, I, you just wouldn't understand that it's the, it's the comedy factor for me. I like really weird shit that makes me laugh. And that was something that made me laugh. And I'm like, what was I? I was watching a comedian. They were just going, and all of a sudden... It got so bad. Was that Theo Vaughn with Roseanne Barr? No, no, this was... Uh, that was hilarious, too. It's a comedian you would like. It was just recently, too. Tom Segura? Yeah, it was Tom Segura. Mm. It was. It was the kid in the bath part. Yeah. And I was like, that is so wrong, <laughs> but it is so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was the one part when we saw him in Anchorage. That was the one, like, one of the couple parts that China was like, I did not think that was funny. But me... I do think it's hilarious, and that's fine. Too. I think it was just so funny because it was so unexpected. I mean, you should expect that out of him, but... Yeah, yeah, Tom Segura is a classic. Yeah. We've got a few stories from Paul, and, you know, we're kind of running low on time, so I may only get to... I'll try to, to power through him and we can talk about him. Paul, again, man, we appreciate... And actually, I need to get back to him because he emailed in something about a dream, too. But it wasn't for like a listener story episode. He was just kind of trying to get our opinion on it. And it was a fascinating story, man. Like fascinating, crazy dream story. It had to do with his dog and all kinds of like 
And then he sent in a follow-up that I haven't had a chance to look at, but I've kept it unread because I'm like, I need to give this my full attention when I can. Uh, so, Paul, if you're out there, I'm sorry it's taken so long. It's been a crazy few. Well, it's been a crazy lifetime. And that's just, you know, the way that it goes. Before we get go on, I just want to thank everybody for these stories because they're amazing in case I don't get to it at the end of the episode. That's thank true. you. Keep sending them. This yes. is so much fun. Yeah, if you want to be in, and yeah, let's just say it. If you want to be in volume five, whenever that comes out, send in your story to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com and we'll throw it in. Honestly, you know, we got a couple that I'm not sure will make it. We have one story from Christina who, shout out to Christina. You met, you sent it in for Sleep With The Lights On, the YouTube channel. And I added it to that, to the next volume of Sleep With The Lights On. It's going to be on YouTube. So your story will be on that episode when it comes out. But I wanted to shout out Christina and her husband. And I sent that email to you, Christian, where she said, my husband doesn't like podcasts. We're on a road trip. I started playing you guys. He was laughing. And he said, I like these guys. And you know what? That is the biggest compliment you can give podcasters, especially in this genre, because most podcasts in this genre, let's be honest, they suck. It's they, fine. They don't suck. They're it's just fine. They're, they're the worst. They're just a little bit more on the negative side. That's true. And you know what's weird about things that are negative? It sucks, right? It can. That's fine. No, I, I'm, I'm I joking. There's I, a lot of really good podcasts out there that we love, and they love us, and that's fine, guys. Hey, yeah, we've got it. Some of those podcasts have shown us a lot of love, so. Hell yeah. There's one or two in particular that have done nothing but help us out along the way, and that. You both know who you are. That's right. Uh, well, no, I'm not going to start. Anyway, let's lead into Paul's story. Were you going to go, I will remember you? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was. I'm, I'm glad the first two syllables of that song was enough to get the message across. I'm just amazed at the old music you come up with. Like, you like you joke about me being old, mm. and you're, like, popping off with music. I'm like, that was my parents' music. What's wrong with you, Scott? <laughs> you know, you just don't appreciate the classics, Christian, and that much is evident. Anyway, Paul. Let's go. Let's go, Paul. Let's go, Paul. No, it's fine. Guys, I'm getting delirious. It's time to get started with this story. I was born and raised in Albuquerque, Tierras. I butchered. I, anytime, guys, spoiler alert, you send in Spanish words or names, not going to get it. And Moriarty, New Mexico. And I guess that's not as technically Spanish, but it is America. Either way. For the first 24 years of my nearly 46, I saw a ton of cool, weird stuff in the sky, both at home in New Mexico and traveling the States with boxing, wrestling, or choirs. Wow. That's quite a mix. Boxing, boxing wrestling, and choirs. Hell yeah. That's like a, a, a TV show. It will be when we're finished with this podcast. When I was seven or eight, I remember asking my cousin, what's the three dots on your hand and your friend's face? Looks like the shape me and Eric saw on 4th of July. They had three dots and a triangle tattoo. He says, stands for mi vida loca. Mm. Mm. Means my crazy life. I don't know why I said crazy like that. My crazy life. <laughs> That's oh my a God. Of racist Christian Jesus. Don't do that. Anyway, got nothing to do with fireworks, eh? Oh, man, that sounds even more racist. Come for me. <laughs> That's the... That's... Uh, what are you talking about? I thought we were in New Mexico, not Canada. Hey, it works for both, man. Yeah. We, you're from California, you know. You know, Christian, you know. I know. You know. That's the first memory I have of Sky Stuff. I like to think I have a pretty sharp memory, but it goes for all of us eventually. I remember seeing for sure stealth bombers flying way before we knew we had them, and other crazy planes or jets, but I also remember some absurdly quiet shapes and blobs that weren't like planes. One time, I spent the night at my friend's house, and me and him and his brother had a, a bottle rocket war. <laughs> Been there, done that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Took these metal pipes, and his dad drilled holes in the end to pull the fuse through. 
Light, aim, and shoot. That was our idea of mad fun. I scored a perfect shot to the back of my friend's neck and he turned around to come at me. Fighting on the reg was also fun for us. We were like animals, I guess, according to my 21-year-old son. He stops and freezes in his tracks and is staring up. When I looked, it looked like a hole punched in the sky. It was like just at the end of sunset, so getting dark in the, in the sky and where it was dark, you can see the stars. Well, what I mean by hole, there was a round section, a spot with no stars. We watched it get bigger and started to change shape. His brother ran into the house to report it. He was on the phone with someone for a long time, the rest of the time. He's still on the phone today. No, uh, me and my friend watched it for what seemed like an hour. In reality, it was probably 10 minutes. That's still a long time. I know, it was 10 minutes on the phone, so 11 minutes total probably. But it eventually became a triangle. It didn't fly around or even away. It just suddenly wasn't there. Where there weren't stars, there was again. My friend and his brother were all shook for days, I remember. Why I don't get the same effect to things I've never known. My instinct is to move towards strange, possibly dangerous stuff. Guess it's like curiosity over fear. I have worked for 20 plus years to be different. Now I just listen to podcasts about other people's experience and I think it's enough for me. Another time with my junior wrestling team, we had a tournament in Farmington and we're running drills and everyone all at once, except for me, coach and coach's son and daughter, started complaining about a vibration making them feel sick. Then two lights so bright you couldn't look straight at were above us. And as fast as they were there, they weren't. Nobody but the three of us remember lights. They all just remember wrestling the tournament, sick with the stomach flu. That's a few stories. I figured I could actually put thought into writing you guys on the weekends rather than on my lunch break like I did with the Bigfoot stuff. I listen to a lot of podcasts or try out a lot. Yours is the only one I felt comfortable sharing my experiences with, and unless you say stop, I will continue to feed you guys the tales of the life of the Lobo. Ooh, it's a good one. And also plays into some of the congressional hearings mm-hmm. with that spot in the sky, the, the hole in the sky. Yeah, it's, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning sometimes, too. That's different, man. This mm. this is like maybe interdimensional traveling like the yeah it came through the hole and all of a sudden it was a triangle and then it was gone i don't know if i mentioned it too paul but yours were some of the the fan favorites from the last volume of listener stories people really enjoyed your your tales man so keep them coming honestly and we got another one we'll probably close out on this one and then save the last one that i've got from you for the next volume but i should have just honestly made an entire episode of paul's stories because paul has some bangers in here I want to get to the point where we almost have to do a second episode, which is just listener stories. That would be amazing. What do you mean? Like each week have a second episode. Oh, of just listener stories? Yeah. I mean, there's really only one way for us to do that, though. And that's if our listeners send in stories. Which they're starting to do. Which they're starting to do. So keep that coming. Do not be shy, friends. We are here and we are ready to hear your stories. We are here and we hear your stories. That could have been smoother. But way smoother. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to close this out on, so this is from Paul as well. He says, I have two older sisters, six and nine years older than me. In high school, I lived with my dad and we moved into a house with my oldest sister and her husband when they came back from his military stations. Two sisters, very different, but the same. One got her PhD in pharmacy and is now married and doing that. And the oldest got married, lived in the Philippines and Corpus Christi and became a holistic medicine, massage therapist and Reiki practitioner. Two paths to seemingly the same place. Where I fit? I don't know. The screw up, maybe. I hear that. But I like to believe I'm I'm like both of them in the way they're the same, if that makes sense. Anyway, moved in and lived there four years and never noticed or experienced anything there. 
My dad continues to live together with her and they've recently moved about five years ago. Last year, me and her were on a little hike during my yearly trip back to Albuquerque and she starts talking about the haunted house. I asked what house and she said the Apache Street house. Weird, I lived on Fort Apache in Vegas for a while. <laughs> the house we just left. She said it was super haunted, doors would unlock and open and close. One time when I came to visit, my dad asked me to help him replace the skylight plexiglass in the kitchen roof. He said there was a storm and it got cracked. Though it was weird that nothing was on the roof, like a tree limb that would have done that, but I really didn't think about it. I might add that my dad is not a believer in the paranormal or anything like that. Catholic, which might be why. On our walk, she says, it was no storm. They were in the kitchen talking about moving and heard a loud bang above them, and it was cracked when they looked up. She said it got worse and super scary near the end when they sold it. One night, my dad's alarm clock radio went off at 3 a.m. and woke him up. She said he had to wake my sister to turn it off because he doesn't even use the radio function or know how to work it. She said she asked him, do you want me to call my friend M to come smudge and sage? Of course he said, no, that's crazy stuff. <laughs> she says one night the old standing radio from like the 40s or 50s that's in the living room, which she still has in their new living room, that no possible way of turning on or working at all, it starts making weird noises. Not like radio signal noises, voice noises. Creepy. The next night, 3 a.m., she wakes up and hears knocking down the hall on the door by my dad's bedroom. She jumps out of bed to make sure he's okay and not falling and trying to get her attention. Goes down the hall and yells, you okay, dad? He said, yeah, I'm fine. Next morning, asked her, what was that about? She told him she heard knocking. He said he did too, but thought it was her. The next night, my sister said she was so tired and slept through the night. In the morning, my dad walked into the kitchen, got his coffee and said to her, you weren't knocking at my door at 3 a.m. and whispering through the door, huh? <laughs> Fuck that. No, you know. She said she turned and said, no, maybe you should call your friend, he tells her. And she did. Very shortly after they moved to a condo in the foothills, not a single incident since. I drove by the house after she told me all that just to see it again. That curiosity thing in me is just too hard to fight sometimes. Freakiest part of it all? It's been restuccoed black. <laughs> Only black stucco house I've ever seen, but I guess it fits. That is really weird. Right? That's like they're just embracing the, the freakiness. Zach Baggins was one that bought her some shit. Like, stucco this shit black. I mean, let's make it, we're in the desert. Let's make it hotter in this yeah. house. How can we boil people alive inside these walls? Oh, I know. Let's stuck with black. That's creepy, man. The Just the thought of something knocking at my door at 3 a.m. and whispering through it is enough to make me shit myself. And I don't want it. I don't like that. Nobody likes that, man. That no. man does not look stable. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Paul, thanks for sending us in, man. And honestly, anything else you got, feel free. We love hearing these stories. And and I know that I speak on Christian's behalf when I say thank you for trusting us with them. Uh, we're glad that we make you feel comfortable. We are. We want to make everyone feel comfortable. If, if you're out there listening, you're like, I got some super quote unquote crazy sounding stories that nobody's going to believe or people make fun of me for or don't believe or blah, blah, blah. Send them in to us. We love hearing them. And even though Christian is not a believer in most things, ironically enough, he tends to believe most of these listener stories. So now's your chance. Now make, is your chance. Make me a believer. Yeah. Just like. Take me to church. Not where I was going with that, but you <laughs> named another song instead. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. 
Anyway, thanks again to everyone that has sent in stories. Well, Paul, we're going to get that last one in on the next volume. And if you want to be on the next volume of Freaky Listener Stories, which will be volume five coming out whenever we get the whenever we get the stories for it, I guess. Send in your story to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com or leave us a voicemail with your story. And we actually have the ability to play stuff live on the show now. And we're going to start doing that while we record. So we don't have to listen to it and then record about it. We can actually listen to it on the episode give our thoughts it's a lot of fun stuff happening if you want that to be you if you want to hear those smooth sexy voices coming over our airwaves you dial 801-997-0051 and you say hey i've got a freaky deke for you and it's right here and that sounds a lot worse than it actually is but that's beside the point anyway eight, eight six seven five three oh nine. don't confuse people it's 801-997-0051 jenny jenny janet jackson or whatever you no, just said jenny jenny who can i turn to wow and if you want more of those great hits, you know where to turn. After my one hit wonder, I will become a science teacher. Wow. So anyway, now that Krishna has officially derailed the episode yet again, I think it's about time we call it quits. Remember to follow us on social media at Pod on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Like and subscribe to the, the channel. Uh, I got some fun stuff that works for you guys. As I say every day, Krishna, thank you for that. Thank you for what? For spitting gum into a piece of paper and crumpling it together while I'm talking. It's no problem. Oh, I couldn't hear it. Well, you're deaf. So. What? Yeah. Anyway, guys, this has gotten off the rails now because Christian keeps sidelining things. And it's, it's fine. I, I apologize. Anyway, you guys know what to do. Send in your dreams. Send in your stories. Again, dream episode going to be coming out in a few weeks. My mom's going to get here. We're going to have a fun episode of I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a real humdinger of a time. And if you want to be a part of that, send in your dreams to everywhere that I listed 30 different times on this episode. In the meantime, we'll catch you right back here next week on the Frinkity Dinkity. Farewell.
Ooh.